Welcome into RJ Bell's Dream Preview Major League Baseball Edition. Alongside Griffin Warner, I'm Scott Sandberg. We are presented by pregame.com. And Griffin, over the weekend, we saw some really exciting pitching matchups, especially on Sunday. It was ace versus ace. Almost felt like opening day to an extent. It did. Uh, unless you were on the Alec Manoa train, I got to say. Uh, I am off of that train until he has proven that he actually knows where the ball is going. <laughs> yeah, it was a rough first inning. The Rays snapped their two-game losing skid as they, uh, they, they hit off Manoa, and Shane McClanahan did what Shane McClanahan does. Rays with a big win in Toronto to salvage the final game of that three-game set. We also had ace versus ace matchups in, uh, I guess you can call it in New York, if you want to say Pablo Lopez is the ace of the Twins now, because him and Garrett Cole battled. Yankees win 2-0. Cole uh, has 10 strikeouts and has a complete game two-hitter. What would you make of that performance? I mean, I didn't know they allowed starting pitchers to go nine innings anymore. I thought that was a thing of the past, kind of like with wooden uh wooden shoes and things of that nature but um good to see garrett cole do it uh i just hope that he could i, I think you're a yankees guy scott if i if i remember correctly I am. Uh, sorry to say this but i look forward to garrett cole's meltdowns in the Bronx coming up so anything <laughs> he can do early in the season to get me a few extra percentage points on the other side down the stretch i'm looking forward to it all right well lopez did well uh on the other <laughs> side did. and then a great matchup between the diamondbacks and the marlins zach gowan and sandy alcantara and these two were pitching putting up zeros the Mar- uh, diamondbacks scratched one across in the second inning and then they got four in the fourth alcantara gives up four runs uh, five runs in total in six innings And this is on the heels of him getting absolutely blown out by the Phillies, allowing nine runs in just four innings. Any reason for concern with the reigning National League Cy Young winner? I mean, I think there is based on how good he was last year and how he's never really been a high strikeout guy. Uh, Certainly in Miami, that's a great spot to be a pitch to contact type of pitcher. Um, I think he's been working on trying to strike out more batters. Um, I was actually pretty in tune with that one as I had the first five under and is really polite, sir, really polite of Sandy to blow up right in the top of the sixth. But, um, the, the Marlins broadcast kind of mentioned how it got ugly really fast, just like it did in Philly. Um, I don't know if that means that all of a sudden we're going to start seeing Sandy getting yanked after five elite innings. Pretty much. He, he, he shouldn't have given up a run, but one of his, I think his left fielder lost the ball in the lights that scored the first run should have been unearned, but, uh, don't ask me to explain uh, the official scorers in any Major League Baseball park at all, because I, other than umpires and just Rob Manfred in general, those are probably third on my list of who to get after. Um, but, you know, it, it was a really great matchup. Zach Gallen pitched through some really questionable umpiring decisions, as I say, my second on the list of things that really grind my gears. Uh, but Zach Gallen has looked awesome. Maybe the stats hadn't been there so far this year, but he'd kind of drawn some tough assignments. Um you know, he looks great. I guess that thing with his UCL being torn and he was just going to pitch through it, maybe that wasn't a big deal. Yeah, maybe not at all. Um, elsewhere, speaking of cause for concern, the Astros dropped two of three to the Rangers. They're now seven and nine on the year. I know they're without Jose Altuve, and they'll be better once Altuve comes back for sure. But when do we start to concern ourselves with what's going on with the Astros? 
I mean, I think we were good on this podcast on Friday when we went through the whole series, um, talking about the Rangers being a good value look. I had yep. it as a best bet Friday and Saturday. I feel like Saturday they were in the lead until John Gray took a comebacker off the arm and had to leave the game, and then seven innings of a Rangers bullpen, which really isn't modeled to be a, a playoff team just yet, I don't think. Um, it, ultimately, I feel like the, the Rangers could have gone into Houston and swept that series. Uh, today was pretty close, and then... Some kind of questionable defense from Jeremy Pena, who was really good on the day, stole three bases in the game, uh, and I think added a, a late extra base hit as well. Um, but it's kind of felt like the Astros have been hung over um, this whole season so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I think last year they really weren't great at the beginning either, though, and got really hot late. Um, really, I feel like it started in a series in the Bronx where they controlled that one when the, the Yankees were probably at their peak in last season. Um, so I, I'm not ready to say that I'm worried about the Astros yet, but I do feel like there's a fair amount of money to be made against them right now. The lineup isn't as full or as long as it used to be. Um, I don't know that's all because Altuve is missing, but it definitely seems like a pretty key cog in that in that wheel is missing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's take a look at the schedule coming up here on Monday and some series that will begin and series that will end. Uh, the Red Sox will go for a four-game sweep of the Angels. It is Patriots Day in Fenway. So uh, some of you might be listening to this podcast, and this game is already over, depending <laughs> on where you are, because it is an 11 a.m. It's an 11 a.m. AM first pitch uh, there in Boston, and the Angels are minus 160 with Shohei Otani on the mound. That's the ideal guy you want to have if you want to snap a losing skid. Brian Bello makes his 2023 debut for the Boston Red Sox. Now, I told you on our last podcast that I wanted to bet the Red Sox in this matchup because it's Patriots Day, and the Sox just don't lose on Patriots Day. That being said, I didn't expect Boston to win the first three games of this series, And now I don't know if I want to bet on Boston to complete a four-game sweep of the Angels. I am not as worried about your uh, breaking the streak. Um, And I'm looking forward to a season-long total once we put this all up and everyone can laugh at me and call me an idiot. But uh, I do feel like this is a really good test of that Patriots Day dominance that the Red Sox have had over uh, the umpteen years they've been around. Um, I think it's a big test. Brian Bayo is a big arm and has a lot of um, a lot of talk about how great he will be and then was pretty ugly last year, at least when he came up initially. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly didn't li- live up to those expectations. I think was better towards the end. I think w- either was a second stint or, or kind of later in his time up in the bigs. But big test to try to get through Shohei. Um, certainly a big test also of that awesome and dominant Patriots Day record. So what do we feel about this? The Angels scored one run yesterday, uh, today. They scored. They did score seven, a, a good offensive game on Saturday. They scored just three on Friday. How do we feel with the early start time, with Otani on the mound, with Bello and the Red Sox advantage being on Patriots Day? How do we feel about a first five under? I mean, I don't hate it. I don't love the park. Uh, basically, you get no foul ball outs. Uh, yeah. Like the literal opposite of... Uh, Oakland, Oakland. Yeah. but at the same time, yeah, I mean, we're, we're in cahoots. It's great. Um, or whatever, simpatico, whatever you call it. But, um, that's not really a big part of Shohei's game. Ultimately he's the swing and miss guys. And I think that's what Brian Bayos is meant to be as well. 
Um, I think just generally Fenway Park is a scary place to play unders. I, I don't dislike it. Body clocks are going to be all over the place, especially for the Red Sox, and they're the home team. Who knows about the uh, three three hours West team coming from Anaheim, though they clearly were staying in the hotel tonight. Um, I, I feel like getaway day also speaks to a lot of things, like very good opportunity to see Mike Trout get a day off because they're trying to keep him from breaking like the glass he's made out of. So um, I don't dislike it. It feels like the numbers come down since the open. I don't know if that was maybe with a different Red Sox starter, but uh, Bayo is supposed to be pretty good in the minors so far. So uh, I think you could do a lot worse than a first five under starting at, at 11, 10 Eastern time. The Guardians will take on the Tigers. Hunter Gaddis uh, will start against Matthew Boyd, and it hasn't exactly been a good start to the season for Hunter Gaddis, a guy that really was not supposed to be in this rotation, but because of injury has been thrust into it. The only good start he did have of his first three starts, that just happened to be against the Oakland A's, the worst team in baseball. Well, some might argue. Uh, so what do you feel about the Guardians here who, uh, coming off a loss to the Nationals on Sunday, getaway day system, uh, now minus 120 favorites on the road at the Tigers? Yeah, uh, seemed pretty cheap to me, uh, but I missed the Eduardo Rodriguez change to Matthew Boyd. Um, I think not playing on Sunday is probably a good way for the the Tigers to kind of get them themselves back together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Cleveland's a much better team. Um, I do worry about their lineup quite a bit, but at the same time, um, they're a great pitching staff, awesome bullpen. Um, it seems really cheap to me, I got to say. Uh, I don't think there's any way I'm back in Detroit here, even though I am kind of a home dog addict. Logan Webb goes against Jesus Lazardo as the Giants take on the Marlins. Miami minus 130. Webb being pushed back because that was the game against the Tigers uh, here on Sunday that did not wind up being played after a five-hour rain delay with no rain. Uh, Just bizarre circumstances there in uh, that one. But anyway, what do you feel about the Giants as a underdog in Miami? Uh, Miami's quietly playing pretty well. Um, they know how to play in that park. Um, definitely not a lineup. Luis Arias gets a hit every time he steps up into the batter's box. Yeah. And he's been, he's been battling a a hand injury. I want to say, so he missed, I think he missed Saturday, came in, got an RBI, of course, as he said, once he gets one at bat, he usually gets one hit. Um, wasn't so good today, but you know, that was against Zach Gallon. No one was good. Uh, I feel like they're going to love seeing Logan Webb, a very different type of pitcher than Zach Gallon. Zach Gallon was just dicing him up, um, hitting the corners all day today and getting some help also from the umpire behind the plate. Um, Logan Webb, I feel like is a good pitcher. I, I, I just don't know that like the Giants, the, the crazy polar opposite seasons they've had the last two years makes me really not know what to expect from them. I kind of lean towards them not being good like they were bad last year. But uh, Logan Webb's not really a guy I love to fade. I feel like Miami first five unders has done really well uh, so far. Mm. Kind of an early start for the Giants, you know. A um, little weird situation coming from Detroit, going all the way down south to Miami. I mean, if they got in early today, I'd be going to Cleveland or, or to live or whatever the heck's open right now. So um, who knows? Maybe you might not get the uh, best effort from the Giants instead of they probably got in a lot earlier than they were expecting. The Rays take on the Reds in Cincinnati. Tampa Bay coming off the win in Toronto. And the Reds coming off uh, a butt-kicking at the hands of the Philadelphia Phillies. Hunter Green against Jalen Beeks. Uh, So it's going to be probably a a bullpen game for the Tampa Bay Rays. 
I know Green's like a high strikeout guy, but he is kind of boomer bust. We've talked about this before. I, I just feel like overs in Great American Ballpark with the number one over team in baseball in the in the Tampa Bay Rays. I feel like this could be a look here. I totally. I, I think the Rays once they get out of that uh, embarrassment of a ballpark in St. Pete, uh, they seem to hit really well when they go places. Um, I feel like they're a good road team, also a good home team. Hey, that's how you start making the playoffs or winning pennants and things of that nature. Um, I don't know that I, I don't know really what I feel about the Cincinnati offense at this point. I feel like a lot of their good players have moved on. Hunter Green certainly going to try to get to swing and miss out there. And the Rays, I do feel like, I mean, batting Taylor Wallace today sixth and still scoring nine runs is pretty impressive or eight runs or whatever the number was. So um, I'm, I'm in on the Rays. Uh, I don't know. Uh, my, my friend went to the game Friday night and ended the uh, Toronto streak. He's not going to be in Cincinnati, though. So, <laughs> Bay streak. So he will not be in Cincinnati to end this one. The Phillies are at the White Sox. Zach Wheeler and this Phillies offense that is coming alive and Got some good news as it looks like Bryce Harper might not even do rehab starts. He might just join the Phillies right away. Uh, Lance Lynn goes for the White Sox. You know me. I don't trust the White Sox, and I love fading Lance Lynn. So uh, are you with me riding the, the Philly train in this one? It's you know it's sad because Lance Lynn was honestly so good to me for so long, uh, seemingly whenever he left St. Louis. Um, and... Unfortunately, the White Sox, as you said, are, are not a trustworthy team. I'm not sure that I'm sold yet. Zach Wheeler, I feel like, has not been great. Uh, I think his last start was good, but still is kind of easing his way back in off of a really long playoff run last year. Um, it's it's still crazy to me to see the White Sox underdogs at home to like an entire series of Baltimore Orioles and then just picking up where we left off with the Phillies, who did get a uh, a lot of hits out of their system today. They're we'll banged up, they though, Chicago. Up. Chicago's just banged up, and I think they put – um, uh, what Hanser Alberto goes on the IL now? They're already without Tim Anderson. They're just banged up all over the place. I mean, that does speak to. Unfortunately, depth is a big deal for a lot of these clubs, and uh, I feel like in baseball, depth is tested more than anything in a 162 game season. When Hanser Alberto going to the IL is a big loss for you. I mean, we saw it in the field today with uh, Jake Berger playing third base and literally just coughing up everything that came his way. So. Um, I mean, there's their flaws in that team. I mean, I still can't imagine how much money we could have made betting against them last year. I wish I had done it more. Oh, boy. Uh, it's Jacob DeGrom Day on Monday, and he'll face the Kansas City Royals, whom he faced uh, his, in his last start, where he went seven innings, allowed two runs on seven hits, and struck out nine. Are we backing Jake the Snake again, or... Does the Sunday night fade come into play here? Now, let me explain, Griffin. You can explain. Explain. The, the Sunday night fade is you fade the Sunday night baseball team off travel. So the Rangers were in Houston, and now they are playing Monday night in Kansas City. If you've done this for the first two weeks of the season this year, you are 2-0. and oh on the Sunday night fade. So DeGrom day versus the Sunday night fade. What do we think? I mean, unfortunately I was a victim of the Sunday night fade with the Padres last weekend. So I'm a little, or last Monday, I I don't feel great about that. Um, This right here is a huge test of the Sunday night fade. If, if DeGrom with the first place, Texas Rangers, by the way, if they go to Kansas city, who they 
uh, dismantled was probably a nice way to put it last week. Uh, I went to one of the games and I think I left in the seventh inning and I'm not usually a, a leave early unless it's really out of hand. Um, but Jake DeGrom is going to knife up this. If, if I watched Andrew Heaney strike out nine guys in a row, and I didn't even notice it. Uh, I can't even imagine what Jacob DeGrom is going to do. And Jordan Lyles is just going to be out there uh, being a guy. I think the way to go about the Sunday night fade here is to play the under. Because if we're thinking that the Sunday night fade is because the Rangers will be lethargic, because they're going to get in at probably, I don't know, 2 o'clock in the morning or whatever, maybe a little earlier than that, but by the time they check into the hotel and then go to sleep and whatever, it's going to be a late night for the Rangers, and then you have to you know get up and go to the ballpark and play a game against Kansas City. If we think that that's going to affect their bats, but we also think DeGrom's going to shut down the Royals, why not play the under as the way to do the Sunday night fade? I mean, it, it sounds good to me. I, I think um, it's a little bit weirder playing unders, uh, especially if you're looking at full game with uh, the Rangers being the road team as a likely favorite. So you probably have to have to deal with an extra at bat. Um, certainly, I think the first half under makes a little more sense as I'm kind of always going that way. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I like that. But the Rangers bullpen's not in, in terrible shape. I mean, I think... Pretty much everyone who would you'd want to work did not work on Saturday, so it wouldn't really be a back-to-back um, three in a row, would, which would make guys un- unavailable. But Will Smith worked tonight. Uh, Jonathan Hernandez came in a pretty tough spot, as did Brock Burke. So um, you, I think you want to go first five. Yeah, first 500. That's the way to go. Diamondbacks at the Cardinals. Merrill Kelly against Jack Flaherty. St. Louis is minus 160. And I don't know about you. Uh, St. Louis has kind of rubbed me the wrong way. This season, like it's crazy because their advanced numbers look great. Like they're fourth in the league and weighted runs created, but like they're still losing games and getting shut down offensively, even though they have studs like Goldie and Arenado. And, you know, I'll keep saying it till, till enough people hear me. Arizona's decent. <laughs> the Diamondbacks can play. Uh, am I crazy for liking uh, Arizona here? Uh, crazy is probably not how I would define it. I I feel like I am falling out of love by the Diamondbacks every time I watch them. Okay. Uh, They definitely have some young players that have talent, but I think with that talent comes a lot of up and down. Um, Zach Galloway's out there is really tough to fade. Probably a guy that I want to look to back, especially when he's a big underdog on the road in Chavez Ravine playing the Dodgers or at Petco against the Padres coming up in the season. Um, but a lot of the Diamondbacks team seems like it's got a lot of questions and kind of where they get hits from. Um, my biggest, I mean, Corbin Carroll had a nice two run shot today, I think off of Sandy Alcantara, that was impressive. But when I look at the lineup, like the, the young guys really haven't proven much to me. Jake McCarthy in there, Alec Thomas as well, very left-handed too. So if you're facing a right-hander like Jack Flaherty, that's probably a, a better situation to be in. I also was burned by Mer- Merrill Kelly getting a, a no-hitter into the seventh inning and, and not leaving and then uh, – or not coming out of the game and all of a sudden it was 7 to nothing mm-hmm. when he had that inning finish. So maybe I've got a little bit of a, like broken heart syndrome here, but um, I feel like the, the Diamondbacks' offense is a really good fade in, in Miami this weekend. Um, they did finally get a win today, but I feel like they're a team that, that – I feel like they're a year away. They need to get some more – like track of a track record or more under their belt before I really fall on to the the people that are picking the Diamondbacks to make the playoffs, for example. 
I don't know if I'm going that far. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the Blue Jays are at the Astros. Toronto's minus 130. Kevin Gosman against Christian Javier. And when how the Astros are underdogs at home. That just doesn't, it's a sentence that this doesn't make sense, but that's the reality right now. I, I'm shocked. Um, I, like, which which Kevin Gosman are we getting? The one with the, the 96 mile an hour fastball and a, and a nasty uh, splitter that everyone's swinging at? Because that's five years ago when he was wearing Baltimore Orioles colors. So I don't really know where this number comes from. Um, it does make me feel like I'm completely on the wrong side of the boat, though, if its number is going to be significantly here. Uh, I'm going to be watching this one pretty closely. Um, you might hear about it end of show because I'm, I'm pretty into uh, the, the home Astros. Yes, off of Sunday Night Baseball, but no travel. Um, and I got to think that they got to go into this locker room tonight and probably like, this is not acceptable. We need to do something here. And I feel like the Jays are kind of ripe for the picking. Pirates at the Rockies, Rich Hill and his 7.2 ERA opposing Kyle Freeland and his 0.96 ERA. Which one of these is closer to the actual performance that we're going to see from the pitcher tonight? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I guess I'm all of a sudden a Pittsburgh Pirates backer. Let's go, Bucks. Um, yeah, Kyle Freeland uh, almost won the Cy Young what feels like a decade ago. Uh, maybe it was like 2017 or so. Um, I refuse to believe that he has found it and he's back. Another great matchup of, I mean, not great pitching at cores, but when you're a Rockies player, um, there's only so much you can do. Drawing Pittsburgh at home is probably the best thing you could ask for. Drawing Rich, Hill, drawing Rich Hill, who throws batting practice, is the best thing you can ask for. Yeah, you know. I promise you he will give up two home runs. Ooh, okay. I mean, we should look for some props then. I, I feel like that's Rich Hill, you know. What's he, 45 years old now? I mean, good for him. Still out there stealing money from contracts. But uh, 43, yeah, born 1980. Wow. Um, whew, I, I don't know. Uh, I feel like 11 and a half or 12 as a total feels like it's too low to me. Yeah, maybe. You're right. Uh, the Cubs take on the A's. Hayden Wisniewski, that's a made-up name, against Kyle <laughs> Muller. Chicago is minus 145. The total is eight here in this game. Yeah, Wisniewski has some big prospect pedigree. I think he was part of a big trade, but God, uh, good luck trying to meet from remembering this late night on a Sunday. But um, yeah, Oakland's a team I don't want anything to do with. So I'm look. I mean, the way that they tried to lose the game today, the, the Mets. I mean, first and second, nobody out. Bunting into a force play at third was just literally like Mark Kotze. Like take take a lap, dude. Uh, but I think the, the A's are also trying to tank for draft picks, so maybe that's exactly what Billy <laughs> wanted. So uh, they're on my no playlist, no fly zone. Uh, the Brewers are at the Mariners. Corbin Burns might have figured it out. He had a, a, credi- a great start, incredible start, eight shutout innings in his last outing, uh, and he will oppose Chris Flex in Milwaukee's minus 145 in Seattle. Yeah, I think I've bet against Corbin Burns in all three of his starts. Two of them felt really good. Uh, I think I've won in one of the three, so it's not been great. Uh, Chris Flexen opposing him, not a great arm, but is really like kind of shocking how uh, he limits hard contact without a lot of a lot of strikeouts. Corbin Burns on the other side is going to miss a lot of bats. The nice part, Milwaukee had a pretty tough series with San Diego. Seattle didn't really have much of one against Colorado. Um, I really like Seattle as a home dog here as well. I feel like the bullpen's good. There's certainly plenty to be desired with the Seattle offense, but I don't think Milwaukee's is that much better. The Braves are at the Padres. Atlanta minus 155. Max Freed against Ryan Weathers. Total is 8.5. 
I like the over. I mean, it feels like a, a high total for Petco to me, especially with Freed in there. Uh, Weathers, I think, is a sinker baller, but um, was supposed to make the team three years ago and really hasn't made it. And kind of a surprise to see him on the opening day roster this year. Um, do we? How do we feel about Freed? Are, are we a believer that he's kind of shook off some? Because I feel like he's so good, but on his bad days, he's really scary. I think just, there's just always blow up potential. So that's yeah. the thing. There's always the potential. And this Padres lineup is, is too good. It's going to be a cool night there in San Diego, about 50-something degrees. I, I don't know. I just I have a feeling the ball's going to fly. I I would say cool night, Marine Lair, having been in that ballpark, it gets cold very fast. Um, I'm expecting long sleeves on all on everyone out there. Um, I don't know. It, it really depends on, on what we're getting from Max Freed. Ultimately, I feel like if he throws well, it's going to be hard for it to go over. If he uh, doesn't have a good day, I feel like San Diego hit him pretty hard. And finally, the Mets at the Dodgers. David Peterson against Dustin May. L.A. is minus 160 here. The Mets coming up from uh, down from Oakland uh, for this series. Yeah, uh, Dodgers haven't looked that great either. I mean, um, I guess we just assume that they're the best team in baseball because they have been for 10 years and only won a fluke, fluke World Series and a COVID season uh, played all on fanless ballparks. Um, Dustin May has been really wild. I feel like uh, I thought he was going to get rid of that last year when he came back from Tommy John. It still seems to be a problem. Uh, David Peterson, when he's good, is awesome, is elite, one of the best. The problem is he's not been very good and has been – very inconsistent. I, I think it's Mets or nothing for me. Hmm. Uh, I just don't know if I can really get that far to pull the trigger on the Mets, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I could do it. Maybe take a look at a Mets team total because you know it's going to be low going up against uh, Dustin May. The sure. uh, On Tuesday, the Angels and the Yankees will begin a series. So the Angels wrap up their four-game set in Boston on Monday and then we'll head to the Bronx to face the Yankees. Clark Schmidt We'll get the start for the Bombers, and it's going to be Jose Suarez for the Angels. Kind of feels like an over game. Yeah, I think the Angels need to show that they are a little bit more for real than they've looked in this Boston series. Hard to go to Fenway and have your uh, offense go quiet. Yeah. Uh, the Orioles and Nationals will begin a series. That's uh, not a far drive for each other. Dean Kramer goes up against Josiah Gray in the opener of that series, and uh, I'm going to, you know, Keep looking at this Baltimore offense, especially against this Nationals, you know, pitching staff that loves to give up runs. I think the Orioles stay hot here. I mean, it's not a far drive. I think one team owns the other broadcast rights or yeah. something like that. It's yep. really awkward. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, one team, I mean, both that are supposed to be tanking, but one almost made the playoffs last year and the other is fully tanking. Yeah. Uh, also beating a series, the Twins and the Red Sox in this matchup uh, couldn't be, um, you know, any different, uh, any more lopsided, I should say. Now, there is some rain in the forecast on Tuesday in Boston, so who knows uh, what happens with this game, but it is projected to be Sonny Gray against Chris Sale. And uh, for all of Alec Manoa's struggles this season, Chris Sale has been much, much worse. I, I mean, a few years ago, this would be Sale a gigantic favorite, if you think about it. Yep. Uh, and now, have we come the other way? So this is in Boston. Are we thinking Sonny Gray might be favored at the Red Sox? I, I mean, I, I guess I, we would. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. If the Angels were, like, the entire series, I mean, why aren't – I mean, there's some banana land lines going on this year. We should be making a ton of money, and I, I like it. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, also, some pitching matchups to look forward to. Um, you have Vince Velasquez coming off 
what probably was his best start in years where he didn't allow a run, surprisingly, against the St. Louis Cardinals. He's going to be starting in Colorado. Boy, it just makes me want to bet a Rockies team total in that one. And then Marcus Stroman gets the start for the Cubs going up against Ken Waldachuk, who, analytically speaking, might be one of the worst pitchers in baseball this season as far as his battle rate, hard hit percentage, and expected numbers. Uh, so I look for the Cubs on Tuesday. They'll be heavily favored, but I look for the Cubs on Tuesday in that matchup. I mean, anytime you get the A's out of their uh, football stadium that they play in and trying to get outs, good luck. Uh, <laughs> I think Vince Velasquez to tie that one up. I feel like my best memory of him is like a diving catch in left field that he was playing one day because they yes. ran out of, out of fielders or something like that. So that doesn't say a lot if you're a pitcher. Yes, and uh, day game on Wednesday in L.A., a noon start Pacific time. Noah Syndergaard will face his former team in the New York Mets and Max Scherzer, who has been pushed back. So Scherzer will start that game on Wednesday against Noah Syndergaard, and uh, I'll look for the Mets. to. I'll back the Mets in that game against their former uh, former former pitcher. Yeah, I'm a little worried about about uh, Mad Max's uh, back situation. I think it was right around his rotator cuff. I'm not really sure what that means, but um, he said he felt like he would be he he felt like he would feel guilty if he started when he wasn't fully ready. Considering they have like six men in the rotation or something like that, and I would be like Max, I would much rather pitch against the A's and the Dodgers. But hey, good for him. Well, uh, why don't you tell the people how they could save money at pregame.com, Griffin? Let's do it. Uh, use promo code OUT20, O-U-T-20. Get 20% off uh, seven days from this podcast release. So you got a week, but uh, don't wait a week. We got money to make tomorrow morning. We got the Patriots Day matinee. Come on in. Uh, you get any of my picks. I've thrown out soccer stuff every day because uh, that sport never takes a day off. Scott's, I'm sure, got a ton of other things coming out through the NBA playoffs, NHL, all those type of th- other things out there as well. Uh, plenty of great personalities you could call it uh, also some great picks on pregame.com so go use a, a promo code 20 percent out 20 o-u-t 20 make sure you use it you save yourself some money and we get a little credit for it so uh thanks for doing that i'm actually gonna give a best bet if you're ready for it scott i'm um, ready for it I, I can't get over this astros line uh as an underdog at home um yes kevin gosman's a great arm yes the astros have not been playing well but there's uh only a few things i turned down in this world this is not one of them uh, my best bet, and you need to sprint, not jog, not run, <laughs> sprint to FanDuel if you have it available, because there is a first five under four and a half at FanDuel that is available right now for the Rangers and the Royals. This game line is seven and a half. There's no reason why the first half should be four and a half. This is an incorrect line. So sprint over to FanDuel and get it if you still can before it goes down to three and a half. Under four and a half, first five innings for the Royals and the Rangers. Get in there. Uh, Get in there. Unfortunately, Texas is going to be the last to legalize. So I'm just going to be hanging out, just wondering what offshore I need to to figure out. It doesn't want to limit my action to $30 per wager. So there we go. All right, Griffin. Uh, Well, that's going to do it for this edition. We'll be back on Thursday evening. So if you listen to us Thursday evening or Friday morning, that's when we'll be back with you. He's Griffin Warner. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This has been RJ Bell's Dream Preview, Major League Baseball edition.